0: God Will Make a Way was uh, written uh, during a personal tragedy in my life. Um, and I wrote it for my brother-in-law and sister-in-law when they lost their little boy in a car accident. And uh, and I wrote it for them personally. Never, I never went into writing this song uh, to have a song to record. Um, I, I heard the news that they had been involved in a car accident and... Uh, their uh, little boy, the oldest of four, was killed instantly, and and it was it just broke my heart. It was so devastating uh, to hear the news, and yeah, you, you don't know what to say. And I didn't know what to say to Craig, my brother-in-law, or Susan, my sister-in-law. Well, anyway, I was just praying, and I, I had to get on the air on an airplane the next day. And I was reading from Isaiah 43. <clears throat> it says, 43:19. Uh, that, uh, behold, I will do something new and now will spring forth. I'll make a roadway in the wilderness and a river in the desert. And I just kept reading that whole trip from Isaiah 43. And I, I just said, God, give me something to say to Susan and Craig and something, maybe something to sing at the funeral. And anyway, I, on the airplane, the Lord gave me the song. I wrote the, the words down and the melody on the airplane. And I, I thought I would sing it at the funeral, but I, uh, I never did. I just sang it for them privately. And, uh, and I put it on a little cassette because I knew there would be days, you know, two or three weeks after all the people left and where Susan was going to just uh, wonder where God was. You know, when people go through difficult times, it's so easy for us to say, uh, have faith. But when you've lost hope, it's really hard to have faith. And, uh, and I wanted to give them something that they could grab a hold of that would bring them hope, because if they can grab a hold of that hope, a new faith would be right behind that. So, I wrote that song for them, and and then never did record it for about a year and a half, uh, and it just sat. I don't. I forgot about the song, and one day I was leading worship at our chapel service at Integrity Music, and uh, and the Lord brought this song back to my mind, and it was like. Wow, and I was going through my papers and I found this on my little legal pad that I'd written out and I, I sang it for the staff that day and, and everybody, everybody came to me after the chapel service they said, where'd you get that song? It's like everybody needed to hear that day that, that God was working in ways they couldn't see and I, and I said, well I wrote it for Susan and Craig and, and uh, they said, have you ever recorded it? I said, no, I don't think I ever will I don't think I ever would it's a personal song and, and yet uh, I did record it uh, on a CD called Eternal God and, and, uh, and since then it's been recorded several times but it, I guess it would be my most well known song uh, and I love it because it brings hope and if you had to you know, kind of you know, say what is Don Moen about I, said, I would say the thing that I love doing most is, is, is bringing hope to people and, and that song is a song of hope. It was written in a desperate situation, but it's not a song of desperation. Uh, it's a song of declaration God will make a way, or there seems to be no way. God will be- Take one.
1: And queens, princesses, and prince, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It is July 22nd, 2021, and the Lord has given us words for devotion to begin this day or to continue on in our day. As we're looking at the eighth fruit of the Spirit, which is self control. Just think about this topic. It really does end. The it, or whatever it is, it really does end. The scripture of focus, and I have two. The first is Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, and Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. And it starts with this. Remember not the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing now. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So with this, I want to say, and before I get into the meat of everything, let me just say, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Amen. Growth in everything we need for nourishment occurs at night in manure. When we find rest in his spirit, because we have found rest. We find rest in his spirit because we have found rest. It was God's grace that saved us as we trust God's process when we're in our seasons of life. That is summer, fall, winter, and spring. Praise the Lord. Remember this. All things, capital A-L-L, th- all things have an expiration date. That is our good things, our bad things, and our ugly things. The focus scripture is reminding us to remember ye not. All the wonders of the great historic past of Israel were to be as nothing, compared with the new manifestation of the power of Yahweh, or Jehovah, I should say, which Isaiah sees as already dawning in the future. I will even make a way in the wilderness, the literal and the spiritual senses melt into each other. The very beasts of the field shall lose their ferocity in the presence of God. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Remember ye not the former things, but although your formal deliverance out of Egypt was in itself a most glorious work, which you ought always to remember and consider. Yet this other work of your deliverance out of Babylon and those blessings which shall follow upon it, and particularly that of sending the Messiah, shall be so transcendent a favor that in comparison thereof all of your former deliverances are scarcely worth of your remembrance and consideration as we do the two comparisons of jeremiah 16 verses 14 and 15 and comparing that to jeremiah 23 verse 5 and 8 i want to read the first one that i told you jeremiah 16 verse 14 and 15. However, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when it will no longer be said. As surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up out of Egypt. That is what it, what it, means, that it, what it means is that behold the days come. Judgment and mercy are tempered in the promise. Here, the former is predominant. Afterwards, we see in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 and 8, where it is connected with the hope of a personal deliverer. The latter gains the ascendant. As yet, the main thought is that the Egyptian bondage shall be as a light thing compared with that which the people will endure in the land of the north so that when they return their minds will will turn to their deliverance from it rather than to the exodus from egypt as an example of mercy and might of jehovah then once again and in a yet higher degree it should be seen that man's extremity is god's opportunity in Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 5 through 8 reads behold the days are coming declares the Lord when I will raise up for David a righteous branch and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land in his days Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely and this is the name by which he will be called the Lord is our righteousness therefore behold the days are coming declares the Lord when they shall no longer say as the Lord lives who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt but as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them. Then they shall dwell in their own land. To break this down, remember that no matter how gloomy and how desperate, Our present situation is as in this situation. In Judah, Yahweh promised to raise up to David a righteous branch. This one branch of David will sit on the throne forever and he will reign in righteousness. The second David, the Messiah's dominion, will last forever. Only the one good shepherd of Yahweh stands in contrast to evil shepherds. And we see that in Ezekiel, chapter 34, verse 23. I'm not going to read this, but I just wanted to mention this so that you can go back and read for yourself. This is the one to whom the promise was made to David. And we find in 2 Samuel, chapter 7, verse 12... And First Chronicles verse seven, the name of the branch of David is Yahweh of our righteous. Ezekiel wrote, "Then I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will feed them. He will feed them himself and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David." Will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah says they will call him Yahweh, our righteousness, because he is righteous. He will lead his people unto righteousness. And we reference that to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, and again in Matthew chapter 2, verse 32. This ruler will spring forth or bud forth as a righteous plant. He is the blossom of the Jewish nation that will spring forth from what appears to be an almost dead swamp. The Messiah is here called Yahweh, and he is our righteousness. The righteous branch obtains our righteousness. And I have many scriptures to back this up, beginning with Romans chapter five verse 18, again in chapter three, verse 22, second Corinthians 5:21, Mark 10 verse 18, First Corinthians 1 chap- verse 30, First Peter 3, three verse 18, Romans chapter 10 verse four, and Philippians 3:9 as your reference. Moving on, in the scriptures of focus that we read earlier, God has this from our past, our present, and our future. He had us all the way through our entire life and beyond. In fact, Judah was under the dominion of evil rulers, both political and religious, during the life of Jeremiah. The Hebrew prophet broke out with a cry, Woe to the shepherds! This is kings and all silver rulers in Israel were referred to as shepherds. Now, don't that sound kind of familiar to what we're going through now? Anyway, they were the civil rulers who had oversight of the affairs of the nation. Don't this sound familiar to what we're going through now? Anyway let's move on so what does this mean for us today the answers answers our stuff is nothing new where we were where were we when God made everything where were we when um, God laid the earth's foundation he says tell me if you understand and that's in job chapter thirty eight verse four so it always goes back to that question. Well, where were you? When I formed the foundation. Tell me if you understand. Isaiah 43 verse 7 says. Everyone who is called by my name. Whom I created for my glory. Whom I formed and made. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. Tells us to just trust In the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways. Submit to him. And he will make your path straight. That is a deep, deep, deep passage of scripture. Because it is so hard to not lean on your own understanding. And submit yourself to him. When you are just thinking that what you do. And what you think are right so that is total um, um, need for uh, rehab in your mind and spirit so if you trust our God and continue your faith no matter what the situation is that you are facing right now such as relationship issues emotional issues financial issues job issues and so many other issues I just say issues God will make a way for every one of us although we don't see it this way but trusting him so much is enough to pass the all problems that we are facing and struggling with we have to be patient God knows what the best is for us He will guide us no matter what the problem is. Remember that our God is bigger than our problems. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. The things we cannot see and we thought it is impossible to happen, then with God it is all possible. So keep walking in faith. And he will keep opening the door. Trust and learn to trust God. One day, all of our questions and hesitation to Him will be clear, with His love, and as we spiritually mature. Remember, your children had to mature to mature up some. And as they got older to understand why you disciplined them. Why you did the things that you did. Same thing. But God is better than our earthly parent. He, he parents so much better. So much love. So much forgiveness. So much mercy. So much hope. So much compassion. So much instruction to help us. And so much grace. He can do miracles in our life, and I am sure that He will make a way for us in everything. Prepare for God's will. In Scripture, it tells us these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. Also, for us, rather as it is written, no eyes have seen, nor ears have heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except his own spirit within him? So too, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. This is also for us to know this. The Redeemer will come to Zion, to those in Jacob, who turned from transgression, declares the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not depart from you, and my words I have put in your mouth will not depart from your mouth or from the mouths of your children, the mouths of your grandchildren, from now on and forevermore, says the Lord. And this is a blessing to read this scripture. And one last thing before we close. I want everyone that is listening to this podcast to remember Psalms 112. I'm going to read it from the voice translation to give it a little illumination. Praise the eternal. How blessed are those who revere the eternal who turn from evil and take great pleasure in his commandments. Their children will be a powerful force upon the earth. His generation that does what is right in God's eyes will be blessed. His house will be stocked with wealth and with riches. And his love for justice will endure for all time. When life is dark a light will shine for those who live rightly those who are merciful compassionate and strive for justice that is those who live rightly they are merciful they are compassionate and they strive for what is right good comes to all who are gracious and share freely Their conduct, their affairs with sound judgment. Nothing will ever rattle them. The just will always be remembered and they will not be afraid when the news is bad. Because they have resolved to trust in the eternal. Their hearts are confident and they are fearless because their hearts are confident. For for they expect to see their enemies defeated. They give freely to the poor. um, Their righteousness endures for all time. Their strength and power is established in honor. The wicked will will be infuriated when they see the good man or honored. Let me say it again. The wicked will be infuriated when they see the good man honored. They will clench their teeth and dissolve to absolutely nothing. And when they go, their wicked desires will follow them. End of story. Capish? God said it. It is definitely finished. Selah, have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. I hope this podcast um, helps you. Share it with another person. Comment if you would like to. We would like to hear from you. And just check us out each day as we do rise. And as we go through our sermons on Sunday with God's house of salvation. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Amen.